0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of Midway Christian Church. We're a Disciples of Christ congregation located in Midway, Kentucky. You're always welcome to join us in person or follow us on Facebook or YouTube. Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the fifth chapter, verses 13 through 20. And I invite you to follow along. You can read in the pew Bibles or you can follow on the screen. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. People do not give a lamp and put it under the bushel basket, rather, they put it on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in heaven, kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds exceeds that of the scribes and the prophecies, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Let me start off by saying that all these things that Jesus is saying in this particular text is the essence of the good news. It is the essence of the gospel message for us. As we talked about last week when we talked about this beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus said, blessed are those who pour, blessed are those who mourn, to this part where Jesus talks about persecution, to this part where Jesus talks about being the salt and the light, all of it is about right living, And when I talk about right loving, it's not right or wrong. It is about being in right relationship, in that relationship that lines up with the values of the kingdom of God, love and grace and justice lining up within our personal relationship with ourselves and God and our relationship with our neighbors. All of this, everything that Jesus is talking about in the Sermon on the Mount is the gospel message for us as people of faith. And no matter how hard it may be for us to wrap our minds around it, how hard it may be to incorporate it in our lives, no matter how hard it may be for us to live it out as the body of Christ, all that Jesus says, all that Jesus shares within this particular text is the gospel message for us as people of faith. Having said that, I will also say that nothing in this text that Jesus says is new. This is all part of his faith tradition, a faith tradition that goes back thousands and thousands of years. This call to be salt, this call to be light, it's part of the liturgy of his faith tradition. It's part of images found in the Old Testament with the prophets. What Jesus is doing is talking about a faith tradition, a sacred story that is a relationship between God and God's people that extends from past, present, and future. All of this that Jesus is talking about, this call to be salt, this call to be light, it is not anything new. Because in some shape or fashion from Genesis to Revelation, in our sacred text, there is a call to be and proclaim God's love, to be and proclaim God's grace to one and all. From Genesis to Revelation, in our sacred story, there is a call to be in community, to be a community that welcomes one another, that loves one another, that does not operate, the world operates, that does not operate by power and might. But let's love and grace be their guiding values. From Genesis to Revelation, there has been and is a call to extend God's welcome, not just to those who look like us and think like us, but to spread and make that welcome wide, to recognize the image of God in each and every one, to see the other and embrace everyone as beloved children of God. Nothing that Jesus says in this particular text is anything new. Because from Genesis to Revelation, from the prophets to the teachings of the New Testament... There has always, always, always been a call for the people of God to take our faith seriously, to incorporate it into our very being, to incorporate it with our mind, spirit, and heart, to not let our faith be something that we practice for one hour a week and then we forget about it the rest of times. That being said, I will be the first to admit That everything that Jesus talks about, being that salt, to stepping out of our comfort zone, being that light, and letting our light shine so others will see, it's overwhelming. It's uncomfortable. And yes, it is scary. We're so used as good faith people. We don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. We don't want to, if I'll use the word, evangelize. We'll just let it come along naturally. And if the other person brings up Jesus, then maybe, maybe I'll talk about my faith. Or is that just me? We know that we have a call to share God's grace and to share God's love. I will be the first to admit That this call to be salt, this call to be light, everything that Jesus is laying out in this particular text in the Sermon of the Mount, it's not the Jesus that we really like. It's not that me and Jesus walking down the street hand in hand. It's not Jesus' buddy. It's a Jesus that calls us to open our hearts and our minds to the world around us, to see the brokenness, to see the hurt around us, and to respond to that hurt, to respond to that brokenness. Everything that Jesus talks about does not allow us to ignore what's happening in our world. It does not allow us to just stay in our beautiful stained glass buildings. It calls us to go out into the world, to be the heart and hands of God in this world. This stuff that Jesus is talking about is certainly not the stuff that allows us to stay in our comfort zone while continuing this narrative of us versus them or us trying to stay here within our walls as church. So if I'm saying all of this, where does that leave us? For those of us sitting in the pews, those watching online, for those of us who understand this gospel message of love and grace, and we know that we're supposed to go out and be called to go out and extend welcome to one another. We know all the ways that we're called to live countercultural to power and might. We know all these things with our head, but yet when it comes to our heart, to implicating them day in and day out in our lives, it's difficult. It's overwhelming and we struggle. We struggle with this message because it often does put us on the opposite of comfort. It often does put us on that majority. We find ourselves in this weakness or this point where we're the only ones speaking out and all the others are telling us to remain quiet. We struggle with the gospel message because it stretches us and it can be overwhelming at times. So knowing all of this to be salt and light, to go out into the world, to let our light shine, and knowing it's the gospel message for us, the question we must answer is how do we practice what we preach every single day? The first thing is knowing and naming that these things that Jesus talks about, they are uncomfortable truths. They're truths that he preached. They're truths that tell us to look at our neighbors, not just as people who think like us and act like us, but to look and see everyone as beloved children of God. These are the things that Jesus gave us to empower us to become the people that God called us to be. People of love, people of grace, people of mercy. This is where we start our faith conversations, start our faith transformation. The very things that Jesus talks about, about being salt and being light, they're not commands. They're naming our state of being already. We are already salt of the earth. We are already salt light to the world. We already know what we are called to do. Naming these things helps us begin the process of becoming these things. They are ways for us to embody love, embody grace. They're also ways for us to prevent the gospel message from becoming comfortable, from becoming something that we can control. It prevents the gospel message from becoming something that it was never meant to be. A message which supports system of oppressions. A message which supports powers that be. It is a message that allows us connect to the kingdom of God in our midst to draw strength from it, to draw courage from it, to know that God's spirit is moving in and among us. The very things that Jesus says in this text to his disciples, it's about imagining a different world, not only for us, but for all of God's children. They're not a way for us to point how we failed in our mission. They are a way for us to inspire, to not settle for anything less than the kingdom of God coming here and being among us, not just for a select few, but for all of God's people. Or let me say it a different way. A little while ago, a contemporary hymn went viral for all the right and wrong reasons. The background of the story is that this hymn was written by a young man who grew up in the evangelical church. And he loved the church. He grew to love Jesus. He loved their passion. They, he loved their mission. He loved the grace that they extended. He was made whole by the welcome and love that he received. Yet he also shared when he was talking about this hymn that he wrote, he also shared that he realized the longer he stayed in the church, he began to see a disconnect by what the church practiced and what they preached. He realized that it came to head and he just had to put these feelings on paper. He realized that this love of God, this love of Jesus had been weaponized. And the list of casualties was long the list of exclusions was long the list of people who were not welcome because they didn't fit quite the right image was wrong he said the biggest frustrate the source of frustration and confusion for me and what inspired me to write the song which calls the church to live out words that he put into his mouth. He said, I sat down to write a song that was going to criticize and critique the wider church, and I planned to do this loud song full of righteous anger, but it turned into a prayer. It turned into a posture of listening to show the love behind the critique. My loud, angry song entered an invitation to come home to practice what we treat, preach, because ultimately the church taught me better than this. In other words, as we've heard this morning, Jesus put it this way. Let me tell you why you are here. Let me tell you why we are all here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors to each and everyone. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste the godliness? How will people taste and see that God is good? If you've lost your usefulness, you'll end up in the garbage. Or if you don't like how that's put, here's another way. We are here. You are here to be the light, to bring out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If God makes you light bearers, you don't think God is going to hide you under a bucket, do you? God is putting you, putting us on a light stand. God is putting you, putting us on a hilltop. And we are called to shine, to keep open house, to be generous with our lives, be generous with our loves, because by opening up to others, you, we will prompt everyone to open their hearts and their minds to God. To remember that our God is generous and merciful and faithful from generation to generation. If we embrace our call to be salt of the earth and light of the world, just imagine what this world will become. May it be so. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon podcast of the Midway Christian Church. If you'd like to learn more about our congregation, please go to our website at midwaychristian.org.